Hello, my name is Sherman. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Drag It Out, where we talk about different topics in just different categories. But today is actually, well, it's the new year. I, we, we've made a podcast at the beginning of the year, but it is now almost February. It's literally like one more day left. Oh, yeah. Shit, you're right. So the topic to, that we have on this podcast is I wanted to talk to Chris about the dynamics of a relationship, particularly a marriage. But I know some people are in civil unions or they have other titles where they're not allowed to be married or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, they're they're like married in spirit, but not on paper. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is. So yeah. what what prompted all of this was I was listening to a TikTok. And in particular, it was Michelle Obama. I will shout her out. That was her credit. She talked about it. But I'm pretty sure this is a topic that people have talked about since the dawn of time or the creation of marriage and monogamy. But um, I will say that she was pretty much the conversation was a bunch of women were sitting around and they were talking about how Michelle uh, Obama in particular was talking about how she believe a marriage is not 50-50. Like, people think it's 50-50. But I think people think of that from the perspective of, like, financial scenarios for some people. I know some men that's just like, I'm old school. I want to pay all the bills. She's just going to stay at home and raise my kids. Oh, like, that. she's a freaking <laughs> breeding ground for, like, your offspring. Yeah. I. But I also, I fully agree this whole, like, women being independent thing. Because I don't think that's necessarily, like where we're going as a society right now you know like we don't have like a a dad could be a stay-at-home dad or even a dad could take take like a job that doesn't require him to be out everywhere like what if the dad was like working from home and the wife was going out making the bread you know yeah the dynamics have shifted like it is not the night the 1850s or even like the 19 or the eight or the early nineties, because like some people still have that mindset. I feel like things have yeah. changed a lot within the last twenty years with the development of technology and how it's changed, like information and the flow of information. Well, but, it's also the newer generations growing up and actually doing stuff about it. Well, and it's all because of access to technology. Exactly. So, we'll, so we'll get on our first topic, or like it's a broad spectrum in general, because there's so many topics we can touch on within this. But like, what do you think about it? You know, think about it while we're talking about it. And, you know, it's something that you food for thought and you can like let it marinate or whatever when you're thinking. Uh, So the first thing is just kind of like, do you believe a marriage is 50-50 and in any spectrum that you see it? Um, I don't necessarily think marriages are 50-50 per... I wouldn't say they're 50-50 across the board. I would say... I would say, like, with the whole 50-50 thing, and is, is as long as they're putting in 50% of their effort towards the other person in their own ways, it works out, you know? Like, if the dynamic is where the father is the breadwinner, whether the mom wants to have a job or not, like, as long as she's put, like, he's going out and working all day, and if she was, like, I guess looking at life in the sense of her staying home and taking care of the kids and taking care of the house is a full-time job and putting it's as much effort as he is in in his day that way they're kind of like they're still putting in 50 percent of their effort towards the relationship but he's doing something like i guess business-wise and she's doing something um 
sustaining the relationship wise and whether it was vice versa whether it was the woman who was outside out there fucking hustling and maybe doing things either owning a business or whatever the what it whatever it was that she would do to put food on the table she's putting in 50 percent of her effort and he's putting in 50 percent of his effort you know taking care of the kids and doing all that stuff but um also you have to i i, I feel like you each have to put in fit like at least 50-50 effort into the relationship itself as well. You can't only sustain life around you, but you also have to live and love each other, you know? And just remember that you love each other. Yeah. I'll, I will I will say in the video or the topic when Michelle Obama was talking she was said that she would rather take, out of 30 years of being with her husband, she'd take 10 bad years and 20 good ones any day. Because, I mean, if you do the math, the good outweighs the bad regardless. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody who say they will take the good over the bad because this, I mean, unless you just have a dark side to you. But most people well, want yeah. to have the best experience possible in a marriage. So I will say I believe a relationship is not fifty fifty either. I I will say you can say effort, but that's like a different measurement as opposed to just being like fifty fifty on all spectrums because that's never going to be the case. Like if you try to say sum up everything, is your relationship completely fifty fifty on all levels, like everywhere? No, that's yeah. not the case. If it's fifty percent of the effort, you can justify that because you can't tell someone how much effort they're putting in a relationship. They're just saying I'm putting in a hundred, and you know you're putting in a hundred, and sometimes you know. They'll meet and you'll have 200% of a relationship working. That's not possible. <laughs> so, so anyway, <laughs> I think um, at, at the end of the day, I do believe a relationship is 50-50. I mean, it's not 50-50. It's not so, so, like, I feel like, for example, I can speak on my, my experience. Like, in my, prior to in my early 20s, most of my relationships were me putting in most of the work. Like... We weren't married, but it was just a relationship. Um, so it's a different scale because people have different mindsets sometimes going into marriage as opposed to relationships. But I don't, I, either way, I still don't think a marriage is 50-50 because people have their ups and downs, right? Like yeah. a woman should never walk into a relationship and say, my man is a rock. He's never going to cry. He's never going to get weak. He's going to stay strong. Now, that's how masculine men back in the early days presenting themselves like we well, don't show emotion you stay strong for your family you can't be weak well, I feel like that's not the case I feel like you should always feel like you can be vulnerable around your significant other and you should be able to like if you lose a job your significant other has to step in that's them taking on more than 50% right yeah. then you get your job back and you start and maybe you make 10 20,000 more than her then you're taking <coughs> on again more of that percent so yeah. it can it's never truly 50-50 even emotionally most of the time you know in a in my relationship I'm going to speak from like the general standpoint of like the whole population but from my experience like I feel like I know I'm emotionally unstable not like mentally emotionally You're that's for sure I know I am not I am Fuck a yeah, very I'm very tame <laughs> so okay what I'm saying is like I know I'm an emotional person right I can watch any love story I can watch any sad anything and my emotions just spill out on the floor i can't help it. i get emotional because that's what those shows are meant for they're meant to pull out emotions in you and like i like i said i just know i'm an emotional person so anybody that i do date 
will have to deal with certain things that I like certain probably negative traits that I would say like me being like oh you know I like reassurance in a relationship you know I don't want my significant to walk around the house every day and all day being like you fat bitch and then smile because then eventually I'm going to start feeling like maybe I am fat yeah. and they're just masking it with like a ha 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 moment yeah. I mean believe me my I'm mama sure. would do that growing up she would always be like oh you getting fat <laughs> and laugh dude I think all fucking like either parent Mexican fucking Mexican aunts and uncles are definitely actually no they want you to get fat they definitely do they're like oh you're not never mind keep going sorry I'm seeing so, <laughs> so I'm sorry so so anyway so yeah same I, fucking treatment from you no I'm supportive your mama gave to you <laughs> I'm supportive in every possible way I don't okay it's picking up so much audio let me slide it back a little bit so um but yeah no at the end of the day it was like uh I do believe a relationship is like more than 50 50 people it's it fluctuates yeah. seriously i think it's like the ocean it goes up and down one side is going to have it's high tide yeah and low tide. yeah so yeah. and it and that's for each individual person in a relationship and like you said it has to be nurtured it has to be watered like i can tell you as someone who was in a relationship for more than seven years man when you start living with someone that excitement of seeing them every day or like that excitement of seeing them like like you get to miss them and then you get to have that experience of being like oh my god baby's here we can cuddle we can kiss we can do whatever but when they're around you 24 7 all day especially with the pandemic and everything that was going on like you're with them all the time you start seeing like pet peeves that you didn't know about this person or things that they would do you didn't know about this person but that's not necessarily negative right that's just you learning who the person is so and you gotta like you if you can't have the perfect person. So, like, that goes to, like, more than 50-50 because, like, sometimes somebody's not going to be everything that you need. So, you're going to have to step up in certain areas of a relationship until, mm-hmm. hopefully, one, they step up and they change. Or, two, you you know, you can't have the ugly and the pretty. Uh, exactly. A relationship is the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. And for some people, it's just ugly. I wouldn't know who those people are. Wow. Um, Whoa. That was offensive. I didn't even say you. Well, you looked at me in a, we're, we're doing it, a podcast. Of course, I'm talking to you. If the viewers could see how he looked at me, like a know. very supportive friend. No, there was I, no support. There was support. There was support of like, you're going to get there one day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Anyways, so, you, so will you, sir. I know. So I'm still you. working on my muscles. You know, I'm now taking these pills to help my cholesterol. So, and I'm watching what I eat. So, Two oh, months, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, you know. Says all those starbursts you just fucking downed. Wow, what a fucking snitch. First of all, um, okay. I ate three or four starbursts, my limit for the day. Dude, there's, count- like, there's like <laughs> ten wrappers Don't be counting fucking paper. That, don't, that has nothing. Anyway, back to relationships because you're just distracting everything. Oh, yeah. um, um, well, I was going to say, I, th- um, I think... A good re- relationship is just like, I don't think it's 50-50 and I don't think it has to be 50-50. I think as long as each party is doing their best to uplift the other one and try and help them be the best version of themselves that they can be. Like, what the fuck? Go now, ahead. Now, best now you're the one distracted. No, I'm not. Best <laughs> versions of themselves that they can be. Um... <laughs> 
Hold on a second. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, each, like, you know, the boyfriend pushes the girl, or girl, boy, whatever, one partner fi- uh, pushes the other partner to, um, to be the best version of themselves that they can be, whether it's, like, going back to school or, you know, doing that, like, taking that, like, pushing for that raise at work or whatever the fuck it is. And same thing for um, one partner to the other partner is, or the opposite part partner is to, you know, try and push them to be the best version of themselves. Because, like, we're, I get, you know, like... When you're when you're with somebody like that, you're best friends, and so you're telling each each other, you know, here are my dreams and my aspirations, and then it's I guess our job to be like, this is this person's dreams and aspirations. I'm gonna do everything in my fucking power to push them to get to that point, and then same thing go, goes for the other person. So that way you're looking at like you're each fighting for each other's enlightenment. I guess you could say. Yeah, like you're, it's like you're a rocket. You're propelling your significant other forward. Exactly. Yeah. And then you do the exact thing in reverse that you want for like your partner. I will. I would want to. I will want to date someone who was ambitious because there's there's such thing as being overly ambitious. Absolutely. Like, to the point where you need somebody who sees those things. And maybe you need somebody who's not exactly as ambitious to you to help you see that. Hmm. Interesting. I will say that. For me, I am. I try to be an ambitious person. I've achieved a lot in my life. Um, so when I date someone or I am dating, I try to push the person to be whatever. I like. I don't want, choose what they want. Like, is this wrong? You don't want to be like. I see this potential in you, and I'm going to push you to be this because the person has to want to make the step. Which is why when you sit down with your significant other, you have conversations and you say, "Hey, what is the? What are your New Year's resolutions? Not like that shit. That's like I want to lose weight. I'm talking like." What, what can we achieve together and help each other propel for it that's obtainable realistically? Not like I want to become a uh, a influencer and have a million views. No, start. Like, I mean, yeah, you could try that. Not, but So instead of saying New Year's resolutions, what are your goals for this year? New Year's resolutions. It's not a fucking I stick by no. my word. I don't I like it. I, I don't care. I, don't I know like you it. don't like it. That's why I'm sticking by my word. Fuck you. That is so rude. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. So I I don't stick by my word. I'm sorry. I will I will let you have goals for that year. Still New Year's resolution. All right, whatever you say. So anyway, um, so I I think you could have like new, I try to be supportive of my significant other when it comes to New Year's like goals. goals. I try to be supportive, and I'll just be like, listen. I tried like I've talked to you about my relationships where I've like been like, hey. Like, what do we want to do? What do we want to go? Right? Like, if if someone proposes to me and I'm engaged, I'm just kind of like, you know, I'll give it a year, not say anything, not talk about anything. You know, even in a relationship, I think my last, I think I gave like the longest relationship I'd ever been in before I got engaged to. I was like, after, I think I, it was probably should have been shorter than that. But after like six years, I was like, look, what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah. it's been six years. Like, why, what, what's going on here? Because I'm not going to be doing this shack and shack and shit. Like, I live off of progress. I've always been a person that lives off of progress. Self, like, progress in myself, progress in those around me. Not that I force them to do it. I'm more harder on myself. But, like, I don't want a partner that's going to be like, hey, um, my mate, I tell you, my, my very first boyfriend 
when I we talked about what we wanted out of life, you know, you have that conversation when you lay in bed and cuddling mm-hmm. and you think this is the, your bay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are your goals? He was just like, I just want to make enough money to get high and play video games. Immediately. Damn, I was like, like, he thought about that. He was yeah, ready for that. He, was right, that he instantly too. answered it. So I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't know if I can, like, play, yeah. like, listen, playing video games, like every now and then a video game will come out that I'm barely into and I'm like, I'm really into it. I'm like, oh, I'm taking off two, three days from work. I'm playing this. Fine. But like, if all you want to do is work a job just so you can have enough money to afford weed and get high and put a roof over your head. <coughs> I mean, kudos to you. I'm not judging. But like, for me, I know that's not what I could have had long term because I like to think of things like, okay. Like, I want to go on vacation once a year. Like, I or twice a year. I usually do it twice a year. Or I want to, like... Or I want to, like, plan, like, okay, when are we going to get a dog? Or, you know, your house looks like shit, so we need to upgrade your furniture because I'm tired of seeing the same shit type stuff. Like, you know, I move my bedroom around constantly because I don't like, like, things just to stay... The same. The same, like, all the time. So, but yeah, that, that was that. Like, I just have to have progression and I expect my partner to want to progress as well. And then we can fucking just stop progressing when we fucking retire with like a million dollars or two million dollars. Then you could just be like, all right, I'm tired of having yearly goals. I'm good. I mean, yeah, I feel like, like, I mean, for me, at least if I were to retire, my, I feel like retirement is like where people's moods change. They're like, all right, cool. Now we get to, now we have enough money to where well, I mean, not everybody can do this, but people who can are basically like, you know, like now we have enough money to, you know, live our lives comfortably and travel when we want to. Yeah. You know, that, see I mean, the that, world. That makes sense. I mean, my mom and dad have, have are both retired and we send them on vacations every now and then. Like, I think I'm going to take them to the mountains this year. But and then we were also talking individually a while ago about how, like, you said you wanted to travel more. And I was like, well, I'm planning on traveling this year. Like, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to, yeah, you know. And he was like, oh, you can get an Airbnb. Why, family? And I'm just like, what? No. I want to experience towns like, I guess you could say, I want to be able to walk in out of my hotel room when I want. As opposed to being, like, some Airbnbs being kind of uncomfortable. Because, like, some of them are in people's houses. Like, just the extra room. No, don't do don't do anything like that. Like, no, when I say an Airbnb, I'm talking get your own plate, like own spot. Like, there are some Airbnbs where people or companies will either buy or rent out, like say, like a loft loft apartment in like in like a busy down like downtown. Say you wanted to go to fucking Atlanta, or say you wanted to go to wherever the fuck you want to go. And they have, like, a cool little downtown area that has loft apartments above this busy nightlife kind of downtown area. They'll have places like that where you and a couple friends can go rent out that spot. And that flat is yours for however long you rent it out for. And they keep it stocked with, you know, like, paper towels and cooking utensils and stuff like that. But then, you know, everything's clean when you get in there and then you go there it's like it's basically like renting an apartment i mean renting a hotel but like in a living space okay so back on the topic 
Which I agree because I was the one that went off topic. Because okay, so if that's a, if those things exist, then fine, I will do those things. But um, do you feel like you've ever been in a relationship where you've either taken advantage of the person, or not like in like a super negative way, but kind of like you knew you were taking advantage of them for your own interest, and it's not always negative on the person, or like they're giving up something to the point where like it's bad for them. Sometimes you can take advantage of someone, like. In ways in which it's not detrimental to their, like, mental or physical self. So, like, do you feel like you've taken advantage of someone or, like, you've not given 100% purposely knowing that you could in a relationship? So, before I answer this question, let me tell you that I haven't been in many relationships. And I'd say the longest relationship I've ever consistently been in was like a year and two months so I don't necessarily I'm not going to sit here and say that I have all of the experience to um I guess answer a lot of these things okay these everything that I say is purely based off of how I feel right now but i've also never actually been in like a super long-term relationship okay so disclaimer a warning from this point forward anything that chris says take it with an extremely small grain of salt his experience and knowledge on this topic is not necessarily (laughs) of value to you as you listen to this so so continue you were saying damn thank you for your um description on what I meant by what I just said. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was your question that you asked yourself or no, I asked you like, oh, were you, um, have you ever taken oh, okay, advantage yeah, of yeah, someone? Okay, yeah, I, now I remember. Um, so I don't think I'm a bad person, but I think I have in some instances taken like i guess um not knowing at the time like in the moment you don't really know but like now that like you're out of it and you see things on the outside i think about it and i i personally feel like this might have been taking advantage of this person but um you know i was in a relationship with this one girl a while back and uh she was a cool chick um she was actually really fucking cool we got along really well and uh i noticed pretty soon into the relationship i mean i would say within six months of dating or no with i'd say within two to three months of dating i realized that um i wasn't necessarily attracted to her physically anymore and I didn't really want to hook up with her, but I uh, realized, but I loved who she was as a person, and so I kind of like made a, made up excuses, you know, not to have sex with her. I mean, it, it started out as like, I mean, I, I obviously was intimate with her from the from at first because mm-hmm. that's part of dating somebody, um, and then like as things went on, I just lost attraction for her but I liked her as a person so I continued the relationship to continue to be able to hang out with her wow okay so let me just clarify what Chris just said 
What Chris just said was, I dated a girl who was very great, all around perfect personality. I Why are you like woman explaining everything that I just said? Well let me finish, okay? And then we can <laughs> then we can go from that point, okay? I fucked her and then I realized I like her personality, but I just don't want to have sex with her. She's not my type anymore. Like, I just wanted to hit it, and now I hit it. It's just kind of like, eh. It was a lot more complicated situation. Though. Oh, it was? Yeah. I, it seemed like it was pretty simple. I didn't... I, I did not fully... Dis- like, if I was going to sit here and fully disclose everything about ha- what happened leading up to that relationship... Mm-hmm. So, it had been a while, but when... So, okay... Did you lose sexual interest in her immediately, or was it like months into the relationship? Months into the relationship. Okay, now that makes sense. You didn't give us a time frame, so I just assumed it was like one time. Boom. Done. I'm not interested, but I'm going to keep dragging you along on the little chain. That's why I said a couple months into the relationship. She was milking it for all it was worth. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so... Alright, so... Okay, so... You did take advantage, but like... It was because you were actually interested, though. Like, yeah. just not sexual. Exactly. I, you know, I was thinking... At first, I was thinking, you know, like, maybe maybe something's up with me. Like, maybe I'm being an idiot because when we first started hooking up, like, sex was great. So, like, why would, why would I all of a sudden, this all of a sudden be happening? And then, um... Hold on. Um... Moment. Sorry. We had an emergency. Chris' brain blew up because he couldn't couldn't process what was going on. I'm like standing here looking at him. I'm like looking at him and he's just like frozen in time. And I'm like, say something. Anything. And he looks at me like, say something. So I think he just had a a moment where his brain paused. But no, like, I mean, I guess I can understand. Like, relationships, they. If you get in a relationship for just like this, like a drilling in rush, right? Because I've seen people do it. This is like that's why they that's why they're serial daters because they they love the thrill of the chase. They love the thrill of like promising people the world and like getting people hyped up and then fall in love with them, or maybe just for the sexual point or peak in which they're trying to capture their prey. Um, but like that's interesting because I just. I just don't know. I just feel like I never dated for the sake of like, I want to get something from someone and once I get it, I'm done. So I've never dated with that aspect in mind either. So, all right. So just to give a backstory, because I feel like everybody's confused at this point. Um, I felt like I was forced into this relationship. Um, And so like basically... Me and this girl were hooking up for about six months for a little, um, for about six months. And we became fucking really close. We were really good friends. We got along really well. Um, and again, the sex was great. Um, we had a mutual friend who was con- like for the first little while, like he was the one who actually basically got us together. Um, and then once I started hooking up with her, it kind of seemed like he was jealous that I was the one hooking up with her. And then time went on, things were good, 
but we had both disclosed that neither of us were looking for a relationship and we just wanted to have some fun and everything like everything would be good we just hang out as friends who would fuck basically we were friends with benefits and um and then so later on in the relationship or in the situational ship situation ship mm-hmm. um she uh we went out one time and then homeboy basically pit us against each other in like a stupid way and by the end of the like we went out hanging out having a good time ready to have a good time and then we left not really knowing where we stood with each other and thinking the other one was pissed off at the other one and so i got into my car and i was like hey he said these things how do you feel like he said that you were mad at me all night and she and she was like i was i'm not fucking mad at you i'm pissed off that he kept on telling me that i should be mad at you for some reason and then it got to a point where i was like okay well he also said that you're mad at me because i haven't asked you to be my boyfriend yet and i thought we were under the understanding that like neither of us wanted a relationship and that's basically kind of how i've been seeing this whole thing this Mm -hmm. whole time And she's like, look, I'm not upset about it, but I did mention that, like, you know, I've started to like you. I mentioned to him in the past that I have started to like you, and it's just, like, I have been annoyed that you haven't asked me out yet, but it's not an issue. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I was like, okay, well, if it's not an issue, I I don't want things to change what they are right now. And because like I was still in the headspace that like I wasn't I didn't feel like I was ready for a relationship but I was still enjoying her company I saw her as a friend and I was enjoying the time we spent with each other so and I I don't fucking know maybe it was in my head or what but anyways um so then after like she was like okay cool no problem directly after that she stopped hanging out with me and the thing is we worked together like I was a tattoo artist and she was the piercer at my shop so I saw her all the time. So I'd be like, hey, did you want to go out and get a drink after work? And she'd be like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to stay home tonight. I'm like, cool, no problem. And, you know, next night comes around. I was like, hey, I was wondering if you wanted to hang out, whatever. She's like, I've actually got plans with some people tonight. I'm going to go out with my friends. And I'm like, okay. You know, at that point, I'm just like, so wait, are we cool? Is th- are things good? Or do you just not, like, all of a sudden no, not want to hang out with me anymore? And then... A week goes by, she barely talks to me, like, the, the the dynamic of what we had completely changed overnight. And it, you know, I guess freaked me out because now I feel like I'm, like, losing, a f- like, like, a best friend in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, my mind's racing, and I was like, so one night, like a week later, I hit her up, I'm like, hey... Let's fucking go. Like, I didn't ask her. I was like, let's go out to and get a drink tonight. Let's go over here. We'll just play some pool and have a beer or something. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. Is it cool if this guy comes? And he was the guy, that was the guy who had fucking started all the bullshit that, that the last night that we actually hung out with each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care if he comes. Like, he was, he was one of my friends too. So I didn't think of anything. And so we get there, we all hang out, everything seems normal, and then afterwards, like, we were going to go back to, all three of us were going to go back to her place, where we were going to watch a movie and and then smoke some weed and dip or something. And then, I so, 
I meet her, her at her place. Homeboy had to fucking go home and pick up something and then come back. He left. Um, and so I get to her place and I was like, hey, before he gets here, um, like, I just want to say, like, I've missed you and it sucks not hanging out with you. And so if it means that I have to drop my guard and get into a relationship with you to continue hanging out with you and continue the dynamic of what's going on, then, you know, let's, let's see where it goes. And she's like, okay, well, I have to be honest with you. I've been hooking up with Homeboy since for about the last week now. And I'm like, oh, so obviously he just kind of like played us against each other to get what he wanted. And she's like, yeah, I, get, I see that now. So basically, her and I ended up getting into a relationship. Things were good for, like I said, like two to three months. And then things started like declining. But we were technically, I would say, together for six months before that. Because the, like we were basically dating, but not with the title of it. Okay, so that's interesting. Let me ask you something. At what point, like, so all of this prior to y'all actually physically dating and agreeing to be in a relationship, y'all were just fuck buddies until that friend came along, got in your relationship, put y'all against each other, and then he started fucking her. That was what? So y'all dated, y'all were fuck buddies for six months, and then y'all, like, was that like nine, eight months total, and then y'all started dating officially? No, it was like it was about six months before we started dating. So, and then you officially started dating yeah. around that six month part, and yeah. then and then your relationship lasted a year and some change after that, or no? Yeah. Oh, oh wow, that this is a perfect example, listeners, of what I like to call Chris BM. Oh my god, CBM meaning Chris yeah. be messy because Chris, <laughs> that whole scenario was messy before you even got into the title. Yeah. Of the relationship, which is yeah, not right. like it's not anything against your character. You were, you know, you missed her. You wanted to be with her, and you felt like you said, like, "Hey, if I have to be in a relationship, I didn't know they were hooking up." You know, like, well, she told you. Well, before the, before she told me, I didn't know they were hooking up. Okay, so this friend was low key having sex with this girl that he knew you were intimate with. Like, what happened to bro code? Yeah, dude, to that's what I'm people. saying. That's, that's what I'm fucking that's saying. That's straight people code. Okay, well, don't exist in the gay world. Okay, but how many gay guys call their guy friends bro all the time? The DL ones that try to act That's like what I'm gay, saying, so. okay? It doesn't fucking matter. So you're saying your friend is DL? No, I'm saying the bro code <laughs> is obviously a straight oh, thing because... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, there's there's the closeted gays that use bro. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just making a guess. Okay. So, anyway... Well, I'm sorry that happened. And you probably... I mean, clearly you don't care anymore. Did you say fuck her? No, I said fuck it. Oh. (laughs) I'm going to say, oh my God. That's that's pretty mean. No, she's the homie. Like, we're we're actually friends now. That we're not in a relationship. It took... After we broke up, it did take her some time to... um, Don't fucking slap the air in front of my face. First of all, he blew smoke in my face. It was bad. It was vape. It doesn't matter. (coughs) It's not natural guy given, like air around you sucking neither is the air around us there's so much shit in the air around us okay well then don't put more in it 
up. It's gonna fair happen. point. No, fair point. Just say exactly what you was about to say. You was about to say fair point. No, I was not. Yes, he I was. was not. He was going to say fair point. I anyway, wasn't. but yeah, that's the only reason why I waved my hand. So don't try to call me out like I did something wrong. I was protecting my lungs from any possible death. Weren't. You don't care about that. Yes, I do. I care a lot about all things that are bad for the environment and the human body. Anyway, we're getting off topic. So, so let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. That has nothing to do with right now. Anyway, um, well, I mean, I don't know. That relationship was sounded like it was, like you said, a bad choice to I go mean, down that road. Right? Like, you... I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad that we dated. Oh wait! You said you're still friends after, like yeah. even now. Yeah. So like it. So for about a month, I would say after we broke up, you know, we still worked e- with each other, mm-hmm. and we continued to work each with each other for the next couple of years. And um, so like, yeah, obviously she was pissed at me after we broke up. That was a whole thing. But um, and I'm not going to get into that. But basically, um. You know, obviously she was mad at me for a little bit after that. She went out, did her thing. Um, but yeah, we be, we got back to being friends after a little while. But yeah. Okay. Well, that I mean, I don't know. I don't. I've never been friends with any of my exes. Like once I've been intimate with someone and I've opened myself up and allowed myself. I mean, if they do me wrong, like if we end on a like neutral ground and understanding that we're just not compatible which has not happened in my life yet then maybe it's possible but like i think i would have to purposely like remove myself from any way of contacting that person in hopes that sometimes i'll just be like oh i'm a hopeless romantic so he might reach back out to me and then on top of that if you continue talking to somebody right after you break up with them there's this weird limbo that you're in that you need to give yourself time to like distance the emotions like separate the emotions i mean i did notice like yeah for the there was because we we worked together so we had to see, see each other all the time another, another c bm moment sleeping with a co-worker continue we were we didn't work together when we first started getting hooking up so she got a job at the shop afterwards yes so she proceeded to get a job at a place that you were ignoring. I helped her get that job. Okay, so still CBM, crispy, messy, because you got the girl a job at the place where you were working. Come on. Listen, that became, that turned into being probably one of the best decisions in her career that she could have ever made at that point. Oh my God. Okay, again. Because now she owns her own piercing shop and is fucking killing the game that's nice so let me ask you a question if you had a friend who came up to you and slapped you and you would you forgive that friend like or would depends you depends like, on what the context of the slap is no excuse just walks up to you and slaps you in the face okay you can you still be friends with that person or no yeah okay so what I'm getting at you can still be friends with that person now if they slap you again like is it is it obviously out of malcontent or is it just <laughs> like, like, like they're tripping and falling and slapping you or something? Or like they just come up and be like, "Hey, buddy," and like slap you in the face? Nothing mm-hmm. like okay. m- maybe it's like maybe they come off as a joke or something like that. Maybe that's like instead of a high five, he just slaps you in the face. 
I mean, either way with me, it's a no-go. So I think I'm taking my personal views into it. But if you want to look at it like that, like, I mean, yeah, he's just slapping you and be like, hey, bro. I mean, I guess that's fine. I mean, yeah, obviously. I'm saying it's it's stripes. If it's every single time he sees me, he fucking slaps me in the face. Like, no, I'm not going to fucking be friends with that. Like, what the fuck? Eventually, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Why do you keep slapping me? So this is... This is a really bad comparison, but all I'm saying is, like, <laughs> this is a really fucking, it's a really I'm bad so, metaphor. I, it really is. All I'm saying is, it's like, why? It just seemed like a bad idea just to get her a job. I don't care if it was good for her career. Like, you're still turned out fine, right? Y'all still are friends to this day. But, like, for me, I could never work at the same place that I'm, like, having sex with someone. Because I'm emotional, so sometimes I can't let emotion... Like slip, and I know most women. That. Most women in tattoo shops or that in the industry that you're in. I'm not. I'm not speaking for women. Tread lightly. I'm treading very hard. Because I, like, <laughs> I was gonna say you don't necessarily know very much about the tattoo industry. First do of you? all, what I do know that women do do in general do more do. so than men, statistically speaking. I will put a reference in the link below. Um, is that women? Women sometimes realize that <coughs> being flirtatious gets them the clientele. And not like sexual. I'm not saying do anything sexual. But flirtation I does. I do that shit. So you flirt with men? I flirt with. I mean, listen. I'll oh, flirt with whoever go. I need to flirt here with to go. get a bigger tip. Of course. We know. Chris, we get it. Okay. We're not talking about you because you're like this anomaly. Okay. <laughs> you're like the one from the fucking matrix. Everything applies and don't apply to you. I'm just saying that, and like if if like, have you ever seen her flirt with the client just mm-hmm. to get them to? Okay, and it didn't yeah. bother you. No. Okay, so, so you're I, just... I'm, I'm. I'd say I'm good at compartmentalizing my emotions in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like, I've I've been able to work with girls that I've hooked up with or dated. I've, um. You know, it's like that place. That place wasn't the first place that I dated somebody that I worked with, but anybody that I have dated that I've worked with was also very good at compartmentalizing their emotions in the sense that they didn't allow their emotions to affect their work. CBM. So let me ask you. <laughs> okay. 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 So why do you pursue? Like, is there nothing, like, because I'm, I'm genuinely curious, like, is there nothing in your brain that, like, says that's off limits? Like, because you said you can come, you can put your emotions or cut emotions off in certain scenarios. Do you think that's because you're emotionally unavailable? Maybe. I've never thought about it like that. I mean, because you could just be a fuckboy in disguise. Who hurt you? Nobody. I had a a really fucking good life. Who hurt you? What are you talking about? Like, who hurt you? Nobody hurt me. No, really? Mm, Nobody. Actually. No, there was this one chick that I dated. This must have been early years. Uh, Yeah, I would say I was like... I think I was like 23... Oh, no, like 22 to 23. Is this before all of the piercings? Yeah. Okay. 
before no, all of the nothing tattoos. To do. Listen, I've tattoos. always wanted to look like this. No, I'm not Thank complaining about what you look like. I'm asking. I'm getting a picture of okay, where you yeah, were. Yeah, I was still. Moment. Yeah. Okay, I, so I think I had. had I, I think I had like uh, like two or three tattoos. But okay, point. but none in a physical, like visible location. No. Okay. So what is she? She just broke up with you, like you no, were madly in love. No. With her so like we both. Okay. So like her and I both really liked each other, and. Um, and, you know, like, whenever we would talk, I think we dated for, like, four or five months. Um, and whenever we would hang out with each other, things just clicked. We did a lot of, like, you know, it was just, it was a good relationship. And our minds connected in different, in, like, higher ways, I guess you could say. Like, we were on the same path in life. Like, we wanted the same things. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it just seemed like, a, like the relationship was going far. And, um, but then she didn't, we lived in Southern California at the time and she, I guess her dream was to be able to go work with her aunt who lived in Northern California, which I mean, it's still not that, not much further away. I mean, yeah, it's a plane trip, but it's like a 45 minute plane trip as as opposed to like a eight to ten hour drive um but you know like she wanted to be able to go there and not have any reasons or anything to hold her back from accomplishing the things that she wanted to accomplish and I was like okay like I mean and she she had brought up to me at one point she's like hey like if I like if I move I don't want to I don't want anything that's gonna change my mind from moving like I don't want anything that's gonna make me want to stay here and so like she broke up with me with no has like no warning whatsoever things were going really fucking good and then like there was a day of like is something weird going on with her and then the next day it was like it's done and then no like the only explanation was this is the reason why we're not dating anymore. Goodbye. Wow. So, and that was it. And I, that was the last time I was able to talk to her. Her parents didn't mes- message me back on Facebook. And they seemed to really like me. And, uh, yeah, she was just gone. And I knew her and she lived. But I'm like, I'm not that fucking weird ass dude who's going to like show up at her house and be like, nah, fuck that. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm sure you are. I but I, I can't. Like, I've never been the person who's like, I'm going to be that dude in those fucking movies that you see shows up at his girl's, his ex-girlfriend's place and is like, come back to me. No, I wouldn't say like, come back to me. But like, cause, cause, but the thing is, is like, I told her, I was like, because we would have conversations and she'd be like, hypothetically speaking, you know, like... If I were to, if my aunt were to hit me up and say that she had an opening, because her aunt made, um, she was very artistic and I was very artistic and her aunt, um, did like had her own like ceramics kind of thing, like, like photography and like just an art sanctuary, I guess that was also like her, her business. Mm -hmm. And she was like, if my aunt ever has an opening, I want to be able to go there and I was like, uh, she was like, hypothetically speaking, if she were to hit me up next week and say, hey, I have an opening, like, and I would want to move, what would your 
thoughts on me moving out there be? And I told her, I was like, well, you know, like, I was like, at this point, I still didn't know what I was going to do with that. Like, I didn't even know I was going to do tattooing. I was still in college, just fucking floating around different art classes, trying to figure out, figure my little niche. But, um, she, uh, I was working, I was making decent money. Um, and she was like, well, what would happen if, if I did this? And I'm like, well, we could always work at it and you know like I, I could come out and visit you and you know like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you to stay here I'm not gonna force you to stay because you've been telling me this whole time that this is what you want to do mm-hmm. so I would encourage you to go but we could you know like I like you a lot and you like me a lot and I, I kind of want to see where this goes so you know like if you move and it does and like the long distance thing just stops working out then we can go from there mm-hmm. but um like I'm, I'm willing to at least kind of see if it will work out and and she's like okay I'm like good to know and then come to find out she just does that and I got like not she never told me it, whether her aunt had actually hit her up about a position or not she just told me that she didn't want the possibility of that happening and was like we're done. Bye. And I'm not going to lie. After that, I have been the one that's broken up with everybody that I've been with since then. Okay. So you are, you were traumatized and you were like, I don't want to get hurt again. So I'll be the one to leave. Or you don't fully, you don't allow yourself to be fully emotionally invested. I don't think that's the case. I mean, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe I, maybe I should fucking see a therapist and fucking actually kind of try and dive into that a little bit more. That's a thought. Um, I mean, listen, I was just asking because it was interesting. I think people do what they want when they want. And I think you just, you know, it clearly there was something more there when you were giving the story about the other girl. And I was like, hmm, something, there's something there. There's something that sparked that, something that made him act that way. Because, like, I've seen people set themselves up for relationships to fail, but only because they wanted some, they, like, they wanted that physical human interaction, whether it was sexually or just emotionally, they needed emotional connection. And then they bail before they can emotionally get attached to someone because it's just like, oh, you know, I got what I needed out of this, the sexual aspect, I got an emotional person that I got close with and I could cuddle with and they made me feel safe or I made them feel safe and I felt needed, but I bounced before said relationship actually got too deep. I mean, so the reason that me and that other girl ended up breaking up the one, the original one that I was talking about, I like once we had been dating for a while, I started noticing that the relationship was very one sided. Um, like she didn't know how to compromise. She was more like, if if there was something about me that she wasn't happy with or that she didn't like or something, she had no problem asking me to compromise that, make a compromise for her. Mm-hmm. But anytime I asked her to make a compromise for me, it was, I have an issue that I need to fucking get over. Ooh. Yeah. So like it wasn't ever it was there was not never anything wrong she wouldn't admit to it like and like whenever I had a conversation with her 
I was never, I would never yell at her. Like it was never anything like angry or anything like this. I would just be like, Hey, listen, like when you do this, it makes me feel like this. And I see, that's a good point. And there's some perspective of like being in relationships and people being like, Hey, what that's the right way to communicate. Right. And I'm just yeah. saying from my experience is when you're in a relationship, you don't ever, you never want to say things like what you did was hurtful. Because that person might not think what they said was hurtful. And then they just discredit whatever you say. Because in their mind, I was like, I didn't mean anything by it. But if you say what you did or what you said made me feel, they cannot, they can deny your feelings. Then it means they don't care about you. But if they truly care about you and you say that, then they should at least rewire their brain to try to be sympathetic and understand, like, I said something to hurt this person. If I care about this person, that's not something I want to do. Yeah. Like me, like for me, when I'm in a relationship... I don't want to hurt the the other person. And especially early on in relationships, you're still learning things about each other. And so I always tell people, listen, if there's anything I say or do that annoys you in some sense or in a way that you don't think that you can kind of like get over, then just let me know and I'll and I'll do my best to stop. Like it might take a couple tries, but like I will actively try to stop because I'm not here to hurt you or annoy the fuck out of you or just make you make make you feel that like you don't want to hang out with me kind of thing, you know? Well, and another thing is if you're in a relationship with someone and you know that you find something that you and your significant other can't do together, like if y'all can't fucking play spades together or you can't play like Uno or Connect Dude, Four Uno's games, a, fucking... a games that are very like high tense and yeah. high tension, and like you're gonna be cursing at each other. What's the best thing to do? Not do that together. Do something else. Yeah, you know, like you actively avoid things. Now, I know I'm saying avoid things because certain things can't be fixed. Sometimes you can't compromise on certain topics or certain arguments. Like you just have to respect your significant well, yeah. other views and agree to disagree because that's going to happen or you just agree that we're not going to fucking play Uno together because if you threw one more draw four down on me, bitch. <laughs> or a reverse. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, yeah, facts. Yeah. On site, this is not a joke. Like, <laughs> some things are just like you cannot. Like, and that's one thing I realized. Like, I'm toxic when I play video games. If I play Call of Duty, if I play Fortnite... If I play any competitive online game, I am toxic. I'm the person talking to shit. But the difference is I can cut the game off and everything is left in the game for me. It's just like I know I go here to talk shit, be angry, be mad. That's why I will never ask a boyfriend or any significant other to play video games with me because I know I'm that bitch yelling. Unless it's a (laughs) co-op game and we're on the same team. But if we're against each other... I don't know. Even if we're on this... like My thing is, even if I'm on the same team, if somebody on my team fucks up, they're going to hear it. Okay, yes. Like, from the perspective of Call of Duty. But if it's co-op, like, you and your partner against a computer, not, like, an actual person physically on the other end... So if I die and you die too, I'm still going to talk shit. No. See, I don't care about that. I'm just kind (laughs) of like, it's a game. We'll play the the level until we beat it. But if it's, like, that game... Call of Duty and we're on the same team and I'm like bitch there's a sniper over there and then you stick your head up and you get shot and I gotta come <laughs> res you I gotta come revive you that's <coughs> that shit not gonna fly or, or if we play Overwatch and you mercy and I'm like hey come heal me and then you tap me 10% health you increase then I'm gonna be pissed so 
Anyway, my thing is, my point is, because I'm very passionate about video games and me mm-hmm. being toxic, is that, like, I, I know my weaknesses, and you should know your weaknesses, and you and your significant other should be able to be like, hey, this isn't working. We need to avoid doing this together. There are other things that we can do, mm-hmm. and that will strengthen our relationship. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with not being able to see eye to eye on a significant other. Like, there's, there, should be, there should be some hard red flag points. Like, for me, I don't really care about... I, I'm not going to say that because that's going to get me in trouble and some people are going to have some issues. But, like, I I, I, no, I will say it. Fuck that. I don't care about political views, right? Like, awesome. people, people, can, people can say what they want, but, like, I don't think all Republicans are racist, right? Yeah. So, I, if a guy tells me he's a Republican or, like, he borderlines Republican, he, he leans more Republican, but there's some things he don't agree with, and we can have deep conversations about those topics, then that's fine. So, I can get an understanding of you. I don't care about the Republican Party and what they stand for. I'm Absolutely. worried about the person that I'm going to be laying in bed with and whether you're going to wake up one night and be like, fuck the patriarchy and try to fucking grab guns. Like, no, I need to know those things yeah. about you. I don't particularly... I'm not going to particularly, like, not date someone. Now, I will not date someone if I, like, sexually preferences don't light up. Like, because that's yeah. important to me. Like, Absolutely. if someone's just like, oh, I'll never buy them. And I'm just like, oh, well, we got a problem. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm a unicorn and you're a horse. I want a unicorn, bitch. Like, I want <laughs> something that's going to be... <laughs> As versatile and majestic as me, not someone that's gonna be locked down to the ground and you can't fly. Like I bitch, no. Like I need that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I was gonna say something really good. <laughs> I don't know what you were gonna say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't care about politics either. Um, you know, like this girl that I dated, um, that I lost attraction for. I mean, maybe maybe there were problems in the, in the beginning, and I just didn't fucking see them. But, like, she was one side, and I don't really like to... I don't really like to say that I'm either one, because there are parts of each side that I agree with. Um, but I do typically, typically lean towards a certain side, I guess you could say. Um, but basically, she... Her and all of her friends were basically the same, um, at, like, political thinking. But, like, and, like, me and my friends are pretty much the same, but we also don't sit there and talk about politics. Her and her friends are the type who, like, sit there and talk, talk about shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But, like, I, would t- I told her from the beginning of us even hanging out, like, these are my thoughts. And, well, you know, mm-hmm. like, this, this is how I feel. And then she would just straight up say, okay, cool, never bring that up, never base, basically never bring up your views in front of my friends, and we'll be good. Mm. So I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, so so you guys are going to allow to sit there and talk about everything and anything that you want, and even if I disagree, I can't say anything about it. She's like, no. I'm like, why, why is that? She's like, because my friends won't like it. I'm like, I don't really care. Honestly, like, so why is it that I have to compromise my comfortability in every situation? But you, but we can't have like a discussion. Like you can't, you can't, you and your friends can't like 
be mature enough to have a discussion with somebody who thinks opposingly towards you. You like, you just have to get mad about it. She's like, well, I, I just don't want to piss off my friends and I don't want to get pissed off. So just don't, don't say anything about it. And I'm like, that's okay, whatever. Like shelter yourself from other opinions, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. I, I think you should have open dialogue with, if you have a, if, if I have a friend group, we should be able to talk about anything. Yeah. If I can't have a conversation with you about topics, not like they have to get super deep, yeah. but like you can listen to someone's perspective. It's almost like people that like, I hate to bring this up, but it's almost people like who has a certain perception about gay people or people of the LGBTQ community plus, and they don't like actually have a conversation with someone yeah. like you just people but you know no one from that community and exactly. that's in any race or any type of genre of like stereotype like, exactly exactly if like you don't know you... somebody how can you judge them exactly oh I mean, it's, it's like the, the same news? it's the same thing as racism too it's like i don't fucking know this person or i don't know any people who have that like I, i'm not good on any level with like anybody of this skin tone but i'm gonna openly hate them or view them as lesser than myself basically based on that fact like yeah like sit down and have a conversation yeah and understand like what it is that that person is so that's why like i know i can date someone who has different beliefs or views to me even religion wise i see people that say you should date your same religion because you'll have differences and if it's some big cultural differences like you know for one um i'm not going to speak for any religions but i will say the religion or the church that I grew up in Christianity, women were certain, were taught to present themselves in a certain way, right? Like, mm-hmm. clothes can't be too short. A woman is supposed to sit at the back of the church and not at the front, unless it's the first lady and some of her people. Like, it was very strict. And, like, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, some people might have issues with, like, being a virgin. I'm not going to lie to you. If a guy came up to me, I mean... Not like at my age now, 36, and was like, hey, I'm a 36-year-old virgin. I've never been with a man. I believe in saving myself for marriage. And he's like, I think you're attractive and I want to date you. And I think you might be the one. I'm going to say, nah. I think he's a psychopath because if you're a 30, <laughs> listen, if you're a 36-year-old virgin man who is saving yourself, it's not necessarily that you're saving yourself. It's more that like other people see something in you that's not worth going for. Okay, first of all, I do not agree with that at all. That is very, that is unacceptable. This is Chris B. Messy again. Chris B. Messy saying some shit or doing some shit that is messy. What? You cannot say that because someone has not had sex at 36 years old that they are something's wrong with them or people see that they might be crazy. Maybe they are actually just wanting to have sex when they know they're in love with someone. Is that not possible? No, I, I totally get that. But, like, they're getting to an age to where it's like, now you kind of got to think that, like, is there something wrong with this person that nobody wants to date them? Somebody might think that. That's a possibility they might have to deal with. But, like, for me, it will be a no because it's just like, I need someone sexually experienced. I, at my age, at 36 years old, I don't want to train nobody. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to be like, hey, let me show you how to bj or whatever like i mean listen yeah you, most of the times like the, if i come to the bedroom and i lay down and we bought and it's about then you better put on some marvin Gaye, some luther van dross a little anita like if you're gonna do all of that shit then it's about to go down if you fucking put on some freaky ass slow music and i'm thinking you got sexy and you got me worked up and then we get to the bedroom and you like i'm a virgin i don't know what i'm about to do 
I'm like, what was the fucking false advertisement for the end? Yeah. You need to put on some ABC music in the background and bring out a pad and some paper and we need to sit down and start the teaching lesson. Put on some sex tapes, let you know what sex education is about. I mean, hopefully they're not getting all their education only from like porn. Hopefully, yeah, you know, they're true. educating themselves the appropriate way. I'm sorry, but if you're going to approach me and you want to be with me and you're a virgin at 36 years old, then please tell me that you've done some self-glorification some research. research and to know what it is and how to do it. Yeah, no, I I, I totally, I fully agree with that. Like, but the, there are old, some the people, older I get, you know, it's, it's, it, it gets, it gets to the point. It's, it's like that same aspect of like, of like, what is it? Like when, when jihadists or whatever would, um, do like the suicide bombing and then like they're promised like 74 virgins of the in paradise or some shit like that that would not mm. be appealing to me whatsoever because i now have to teach 74 women to please me sexually but they did yeah but what are these women at in the afterlife yeah they're obviously apparently there's a like almost like i would say um a camp in heaven with all of these women who are awaiting these I don't know nothing about this religion that's, that's I'm not commenting I'm not, I'm, I don't know anything I'm about not commenting I'm, I'm listen I'm gonna say this right here I see nothing I know nothing so I say nothing okay and what I will speak on though is I've seen my I, I won't say who but someone in my life where I was doing something with them and we were talking in a conversation and they said when I died, she was like, oh, no, I need to do more and do more, pay my tithes more, do more in church and be more active. So when I get to heaven, I have my mansion. And I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah. And I've heard people say that in the black community when I was younger, like, I want my mansion in heaven. But not like they had to work for or prove their salvation so they could get a certain level. So what his church is teaching him is that there's tears in heaven, right? There's like, I guess, the poor good people. And then like, the higher you go up, like, the, so the richer are, you are, the the better your living situation and the more anointed you are on earth means the more the more anointed you are and of course the church always likes to use the more money you pay the closer you are to god and the more you're doing right so i give a fuck about your money listen that's what they do if god loves the poor and the rich equally why would he care about your money no comment I don't know, cause I don't know that answer. I see nothing, I hear nothing, I say nothing. Right, cool. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that that was interesting for me that he like was just like saying how much I do on this earth is going to determine whether I'm like, what is it called, the one percent in heaven, and everybody else is like the middle class, lower class. I mean, listen, scenario. if I'm living in heaven, I don't really give a fuck what class I'm in. I don't know. If I got to answer to the upper class, I don't know about that. Because I'm still going with my freedom. Who who am I? Why would I have to answer to anybody if I'm in heaven? That's ultimate salvation, right? Is it? Isn't heaven supposed Is to it? be ultimate salvation? Is it? I don't know. I ain't never been there. I ain't either. So I don't know. I mean, it depends on who you ask. If you ask a Christian, a Methodist, it depends on who you ask, whether there's layers or whatever. Hey, dude, according to Jehovah's Witness, heaven's already full. It's already full. It's already full. So where was where about going? There's not. There's no room in it in, left in it. And where where hope is? Our hope 
is to li- lead righteous lives so we can get a little bit higher on that, like, get get into heaven list. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> so you're telling me Jehovah Witness think heaven is already full, yeah. right? It's full to capacity. Yeah. Hmm. Where is heaven at? For the Jehovah Witness, do you know where it's located? Where is heaven located for is anybody? It in, is, it, is, it, is it in the heavens, meaning the, the stars out in the universe? <laughs> because if heaven is full and Earth's maximum capacity is seven billion, I'm pretty sure the creator of all really things could create are, something infinitely. You really think there's only ever been seven billion people from the beginning of time? No, I'm talking about that's that's what. Okay, it's an estimate. So take Let all the take take all the souls. Mm-hmm. That have lived on this earth. Let's calculate this. Okay. From the beginning of time till modern day. Which is not that long because humans haven't been around that long. Continue. Okay, so how long have human, humans been around for roughly? Roughly? Look, I, let me Google this because I'm not going <laughs> to act like I'm Neil, T- Neil deGrasse Tyson and I know everything, okay? <laughs> so let me see. Uh, Lord Jesus. I mean, granted... No, I'm not going to say that. Okay, so. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> the fuck what are the these fuck noises? What the fuck is going on? I don't know. I'm looking at these numbers and they don't make sense. Also, are we talking are like... They, they, wait, they're trying to say like 100 and, 190 thousand years. Okay, so okay, I was like... I don't know if that's true. Hundred and ninety thousand years. About two hundred thousand years ago. Okay, so about two hundred thousand years ago, people populated this planet, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm definitely not going to say that the numbers were seven billion back then, but mm-hmm. you never know. Like, let's say, uh, let's just say for fucking shits and gigs that six hundred million people mm-hmm. populated the planet. In the beginning. And, like, as time went on, you know, like, populations grew. Some shit like that. Whatever. Um, But regardless, let's say roughly, like, on average, for the first, like, 100,000 years, there was, like, 600 million people. Okay. Let's keep going. And then, like, we'll just raise it from there. Okay. But And then all of those people die. Obviously, not all of their souls get into heaven. Mm -hmm. But... A lot of them do. And then we get to this point, and it's like the number of souls that would be in heaven right now would be a number that we as humans can't necessarily comprehend. Ain't no way possible. You want to know why this don't make any sense? Because if God is able to create the entire fucking universe, why would it be limited to being like, oh, I could create this vast, infinite space. But you know what? Heaven can only hold so many people, mainly because you know how many Earths could fit in our sun, our sun, the one that we orbit. 1.3 million Earths could fit in our sun. That's how big the sun is. And our sun is the smallest. It's like a baby star compared to millions and billions of stars out there. So So there's no way space is the problem. So then where's heaven? I don't know. It might be on Greenville Boulevard because that's that's small. I'm just saying I I, I can't imagine heaven but having I, a capacity. But also, like, it makes you wonder where is heaven if we can like vastly look out into other universes and well, people are stupid enough to believe that people are stupid enough to believe that hell is in the middle of the earth. 
well, like it's the core. But it's but then but, but then also like how how can we sit here and say that heaven and hell are actual like tangible places? Maybe they're even just like different dimensions that are only our souls can we you know get into oh, we didn't left into a whole nother strategy we're, yeah, we another, we're on another level we're listen talking about this, the universe and we'll, we'll just pause it here and just do another podcast because there's no reason for us to like make this into like a two-hour podcast like i do apologize <coughs> for us getting off topic i mean i'm not gonna lie i am my perception of reality has been he's altered. high as fuck that's not what i said <laughs> you told high. me that no i did not he's lying uh, i do not do those things <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> drinking alter per- perception of reality. I stop. So what? It's better, in your opinion, to be an alcoholic than a stoner. Yes. What? We're not having this conversation. How the fuck? <laughs> the topic is ending. We're gonna talk about that in another episode. Yes, in another. What's worse? Like, what's worse? <laughs> weed or freaking alcohol? Okay. I mean, substance abuse on all levels is bad, and it's not just alcohol or man-made drugs or things created by the earth. It can be money. It can be multiple things that you can be addicted to that can become a negative yeah. habit. True. Okay. So anyway, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I do apologize we got off topic, but hey, you know what are you gonna do? Drag it out. Bye. Bye.